This morning we are continuing our sermon series called Light and Life as we look at the life and ministry of Jesus according to the Gospel of John. In today's text, Jesus heals a man who has been blind since birth. His healing immediately causes controversy, however, among the religious leaders. So let's look at our scripture lesson this morning, which comes from John chapter 9, verses 1 through 41. As he walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. We must work in the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming, when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with his saliva, and he spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. Then he went and washed and came back able to see. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, It is he. Others were saying, No, but it is someone like him. He kept saying, I am he. But they kept asking him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes, and said to me, Go to Siloam and wash. Then I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I don't know. They brought the Pharisees to the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was a Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put mud on my eyes. Then I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. Others say, How can a man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened. He said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked him, Is this your son who they say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but we do not know how it is that he now sees, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that anyone who confessed Jesus to be the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. So for the second time, they called the man who had been blind, and they said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, I don't know whether he is a sinner. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, I now see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I've told you already, and you would not listen. 
Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? They reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we don't know where he comes from. The man answered, Here is an astonishing thing. You do not know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but he does listen to the one who worships him and obeys his will. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born entirely in sins, and are you trying to teach us? And they drove him out. Jesus heard that they had driven him out. And when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking with you is he. He said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see may see, and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard this, and they said, Surely we are not blind, are we? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would not have sin. But now that you say we see, your sin remains. This is a much longer gospel lesson than what we are normally uh, used to hearing on a typical Sunday morning. John's gospel tells the story of Jesus healing a man who was born blind. The healing portion of this story is over quite quickly, but the majority of the text deals with what happens next. We see that there's a lot of controversy that occurs because of this healing. Jesus comes across a poor beggar, a man who was born blind. He is the poorest of the poor. And the disciples wonder who sinned first, this man or his parents, that he should be punished in this way. As a way to dispel this bad theology, Jesus tells them that no one sinned. This was a way for God's glory to be revealed. And then Jesus does this amazing thing. He spits in the dirt, he stirs it into mud, and he wipes it on this guy's eyes. And suddenly, this man who had been born blind can see. It's, it's a miracle. It's amazing. It's time to celebrate. The only problem is, not everyone is rejoicing. There are questions that need to be answered. Is this really the same man who was born blind? Was this man really healed? How was he healed? And most importantly, who healed him? The religious authorities are up to the task, ready to sort out everything, ready to get to the bottom of the situation. The man who was born blind moves quickly from being the victim to being the accused. And the religious leaders launch into their investigation, interrogating this man. Who healed you? And the blind man says, well, you know, Actually, I was blind at the time, so I don't really know who did it. I couldn't really see. But whoever did, he is a prophet. Soon the accused 
turned to the blind man's parents. Is this your son? The parents shrugged them off, trying to avoid controversy. Yeah, that's our son, but, but we have no idea how he got his sight back. Plus, he's an adult. You should just go ask him. Back and forth they go, questioning, investigating, and interrogating. They call in the man who had been born blind once again, and they say, okay, fess up. We know that this Jesus character is a sinner. We know that he is no good, so you need to just admit it and tell us that Jesus is no good sinner. Testify to us so that we can jot it down in the official records. And the blind man says, look, I'm not a religious expert. I didn't go to seminary. I don't really know that much about sin and salvation and sanctification. All I know is a few days ago, I was blind, but now I see. And it's true. This, this man who was born blind is not a theological expert. He, he probably can't even come up with a definition for the word sin. But he does know one thing. I was blind, but now... I see. Brennan Manning tells the story of a recent convert to Jesus who was approached by an unbelieving friend. So you have been converted to Christ. Yep. Then uh, you must know a great deal about Jesus. Tell me, where was he born? I, I don't know. Uh, well, what age was he when he died? I, I don't know. How many sermons did he preach? I don't know. You certainly know a very little for a man who claims to be a Christian. And then the new convert said, yeah, you're right. And you know, I'm a little ashamed about how, how little I know about Jesus. But this much I do know. Three years ago, my life was a mess. I was drunk all the time. I was in debt. My family was falling to pieces. They dreaded the sight of me. But now I'm sober. We're out of debt. We have a happy home. My children can't wait to see me when I get home from work every night. I don't know a lot about Christ, but I do know that He has changed my life. You know, it's kind of a shame that nobody in this whole story in the Gospel of John takes the time to celebrate how this man's life has been changed because of Jesus. No one recognizes the joy that comes with this miraculous healing. No one stops to give thanks and praise. No one stops to celebrate with this man. The neighbors don't celebrate. The religious leaders don't celebrate. His parents don't even celebrate. Instead, this whole healing story, this whole thing, turns into an intellectual problem. The religious leaders must try to explain it all. They must reassure themselves that they are still in charge, and the old rules still apply because the truth is if Jesus healed this man, if this really happened, then that would mean that they would have to rethink all of their cherished and beloved assumptions. That means that they themselves would have to take the blinders off to see the reality of God at work in the world. The story in the Gospel of John is full of irony. It's ironic that these religious leaders who presume to know so much about other people's sin are blind to this miraculous healing. They are blind to their own sin. Meanwhile, those whom the religious leaders regard as the blind sinners, 
the poor, uneducated people, they are the ones who actually know something about who God is. And I wonder who we might connect more with in this story. I think the truth is, we can be blind sometimes, can't we? We can be so blind to the ways that God is working in the world. We can be so closed off from seeing God at work in our own lives and in the lives of our neighbors. Perhaps this morning Jesus is inviting us to celebrate with people in their joy, big and small. Perhaps Jesus this morning is inviting us to take our blinders off, to see how He works little miracles around us all the time. Frederick Buechner is the author and uh, theologian who talks about this friend that he had who died. And a couple weeks later, he and his wife went to spend the night with this deceased friend's widow. And they were hoping to help her transition and to adjust to this new life without her husband and, and to just spend some time with her. And Beekner said that after dinner and conversation, he and his wife went to sleep. And there in the middle of the night, he suddenly woke up and he looked to the front of his bed where he was sleeping. And there he saw his friend who had died standing right in front of him. And Beekner said, Teddy, is that you? And his friend didn't speak, but he did smile. He always smiled. And then without a word, he reached down and he cut off a tuft of wool from the carpet. And he held it out in front of Beekner in his hand. And then he just let that tuft of wool fall on the floor. And then without a word, he just disappeared. Beekner was badly shaken, as you can imagine, but somehow he was able to uh, get back to sleep, managed to get back to sleep over time. And when he woke up the next morning, he sat up in, in bed and he told his wife that he had the strangest dream last night. He said that it was almost as if Teddy was really here. And then he got out of bed and he said, he was standing right here, right here in front of the bed, and just then he looked down and he saw a tuft of wool on the carpet. And his wife assured him that it was not there the day before. Beekner says, I don't know what to make of that event. I wouldn't want to, want to try to work up some type of theology from that experience about life. But then he says, we are all living our lives on the basis of some type of reality. What is probable? What is possible? What if there are moments where the veil between the world we think we know and the world we have yet to know, what if that veil is just pulled back for a moment and we see a glimpse of something more? Some things are just unexplainable. Sometimes the veil is pulled back just for a moment and we get a glimpse of something more. We can't intellectually reason why it happened. We can't use the scientific uh, steps of the scientific method to prove these mysteries that we experience in our lives. We just have to open our eyes and perhaps our hearts to see and celebrate the mystery of it all. The religious leaders only saw an intellectual problem. The disciples only saw a man who had 
the sin that had caused his condition. The crowd only saw this blind beggar from the street, but Jesus saw this man a different way. After hearing all about the punishment that this man had endured from the religious authorities, Jesus decides to conduct his own interview. Do you believe in the human one? The man answered, Who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. And Jesus says, You've seen him. He's the one speaking to you right now. And the man said, Lord, I believe. 